Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Running Back. Our, what, third season, guys? Third season. Here we go. Third season. Woo. If you're unfamiliar, this is the show where a couple of us talk about sports. Some of us have good things to say. Some of us have terrible things to say. But that's none the wiser. Cole, how are we going to start off today? Today we are, uh, uh, you know, it's a it's a Monday. We're switching from our regular schedule back to um, back to Mondays, seven to nine p.m. live. If you want to hear us on WPUB.org, and if you catch us on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, we'll just have the hour segment of us talking. If you can get a, us into our first topic of the day. Okay, so for our first topic of the day, if you're unfamiliar with the Giants, they're a New York NFL team. And recently, they've had a QB, QB change. Cool. <laughs> what is that QB change? Uh, Daniel Jones has become the starting quarterback of the Giants. Interesting. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Why is that interesting? Is he bad? Is he good? <clears throat> is he well, garbage? Look, I'm not going to lie. Coming out of college, I think uh, we, none of us, we mocked the Daniel Jones pick. I want to say all of us did. We had a show about it. None of us thought this guy was going to be any good. And I, you know what? I'll be the first to say I'm eating my words right now, but I'm not sold yet. Daniel Jones was a quarterback at a Duke, um, and I'll say that he played well against the Buccaneers, but this is also the Buccaneers that we're talking about. I've seen too many people go rush to the conclusion that the Giants have their franchise quarterback right now, Max Kellerman in particular. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. But regardless, this is one game. We got to think about this realistically. Does anybody remember Marcus Mariota's first game in the NFL? Incredible. 158.3 passer rating. That is a perfect passer rating. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. It was absolutely phenomenal. Against the Buccaneers, who else? Same team that Daniel Jones happened to beat. And where is he right now? People are saying that I keep seeing, I keep seeing articles everywhere saying that Ryan Tannehill should be starting over Marcus Mariota right now. So I'm not going to judge this guy off of a preseason and one NFL game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, I do like what Daniel Jones has showed so far. However, I don't like how they didn't have him starting from week one. You think they should? I think the Giants should have let Eli go. Oh, they should have cut him. Let Eli go. Cut him. Yeah, just out of respect, you know? Out of respect, kind <laughs> yes, of? How is that respectful? Because it's a mercy kill. Like, he could start somewhere else? Do you think he could start somewhere else? I don't think anyone else I think would he could start him. somewhere else. Where? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know where else. But I don't know. I think it would have been a better like thing for him than, you know, week three comes around and you're on the bench. Well, the way I think... Well, personally, looking at it that way, I think the the Giants have been trying to be extremely respectful to Eli's yeah, career. Yeah. They could have kept him starter for much more in his career, but they chose to sit him week three, where his career record has now dropped to 116 and 116. If they kept on making him start, you know, he'd have a losing record oh, going sure. into the going into Hall of Fame votes, you know, in a couple of years. So that that's probably something that I imagine that the the Giants organization looked at. Um, on top of that, uh, I, I know they wanted Eli to groom their quarterback. I mean, if you look at this guy, Daniel Jones looks like Eli Manning. He throws like Eli Manning. I, I, I said to myself coming to New York that once I, um, once I got here, once Eli Manning retired, 
you know what, I'll root for the Giants because, you know, I want to root for the the team in the city. But this guy reminds me too freaking much of Eli Manning, and I hate Eli Manning. I just can't but, but stand But you know what guy. it is? What is it? Daniel Jones didn't get drafted by the Chargers and then said no. So that's, that's true. That's, that's true. I don't I don't have anything you. against Daniel Jones besides that. Like he I'm just getting PTSD because he looks like Eli. Uh, you know, he they, they do the same faces when they're throwing the football. They have similar throwing styles. But the, the difference in Daniel Jones game is Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback. He can he can move. He's an athlete. I, I respect that. I respect his ability to run. Um whether he's going to be the franchise quarterback of the future for the Giants is to be seen. Um, I want to see him play against a, a real, real NFL defense first. Because, you know, even Mitch Trubisky has had his moments in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky led a team to... What did the Bears do last year? Were they, they were 11-5, 12-4? Something like that. They won their division. Regardless, he's not looking so good now. I've seen Jake Locker look good. I've seen countless quarterbacks. Blaine Gabbert has looked good at times. Colin Kaepernick led a team to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. I'm not sorry. Yeah, that's... I don't know how that happened. Because Joe Flacco is literally Eli had, Manning. Uh, Smith. Huh? He also had Smith had, uh, that he was throwing to. Smith Tory Smith? Oh, Steve Smith Sr. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just thinking that. I don't. Joe Flacco literally is Eli Manning and Nick Foles. They're all the same person. But <laughs> Everyone's the same. They're more of the story. Just average quarterbacks that catch fire in the postseason. We're seeing this happen more and more often lately. All right. And I'm just finding that hard to hard to not see people beating Tom Brady and stuff. But, yeah, regardless, go ahead. Yeah, because being TB12 is such a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not being, beating, beating him. Oh, okay. These average quarterbacks beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. Like Joe Flacco won in that, in that run when he won the Super Bowl, he beat them in Foxborough. Um, Nick Foles did it in the Super Bowl, and so did so did Eli Manning twice. But regardless, sorry to upset you with bad memories, Jorge. Oh, I, I don't have bad memories. Only seven rings. Anyways, six rings. Six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm predicting the future. You can tell. Oh. Anyways, next topic. Uh, I believe the Green Bay Packers are zero three or three now. Three now. <laughs> Three and zero are are these signs of a better thing for the season, and if so, how good? Realistically, um, so coming into the season, everybody thought the Packers weren't going to be anything special, right? I mean, it was kind of looking like they. I don't know how much they were going to improve. They got rid of McCarthy. I don't think anyone expected them to, you know, just take off. But yeah, but Aaron Rodgers still Aaron Rodgers. Like the team's still going to perform, hmm. even though they narrowly beat. The Bears, but the Bears arguably have the best defense in the league. Mm. They beat them 10-3, so their defense looks solid. Um, I think, that. yeah, Green Bay's obviously, I think, going to be in contention for the NFC towards the end of the season. But I think I think they're one of the scariest teams in the NFC. I mean, you look at uh, Philadelphia has a really talented roster. I don't think anyone's arguing with that, but they're banged up. Um, Carson Wentz keeps getting hurt. Their defense keeps getting hurt. They're one Sean and two Jackson right now. Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, they're both out. So that's that's looking like a the NFC looks wide open to me. The, the AFC, there's two teams. It's it's the Patriots or the Chiefs. I don't see anybody really competing with them. Steelers aren't making it. Big Ben's out for the year. Um the Chargers looked good last year, but they are choking again. What's new? Um and Typical. yeah, and the the Colts I thought were going to be a team that could compete, but they and then Andrew, Andrew Luck retired. retired. So I think um, 
the real the the young and upcoming team would be the Texans, I'd say. But even then, their offense hasn't looked so smoothly. The Texans are one of those teams that'll always get to ten and six, make the playoffs somehow. Probably win their division. We'll see where it goes from there. But uh, the Packers, I think, you know, just having this new coach is um, is being helpful for Rodgers. Um, in particular, they've really changed their attack to more of a balanced style of attack instead of just a a Rodgers heavy type of game. And that's kind of that's helped the flow of the game more. It's put less pressure on Aaron Rodgers, where it's just like, hey, we have no defense. We need you to throw it 40 times a game. Go win us the ball uh, or go win us the game. Aaron Rodgers has been throwing 20, 25 attempts a game lately. You know, they're they're taking somehow taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers hand. He's he's a really efficient quarterback. Is making them look really good, but um, yeah, this it's really helped as well as the improved defensive upgrades that they've gotten with um, Preston Smith coming into the equation, and um, and a bunch of other players and their draft picks. So I think uh, I think I think that the Packers are going to win their division this year. And I think they're going to beat beat out the Bears. I think they beat the Bears this year. I think the Vikings also look like a good team, but I don't know what the hell Kirk Cousins is doing right now. Yeah, I have Stephon Diggs in fantasy and. <laughs> no, I wish I took that trade. Uh, Cole sent me a few weeks ago. What did I send you? Um, somebody and uh, Sterling Shepard for for Diggs. Oh yeah, I was interested. It was uh, was Chris Thompson, and Sterling Chris Shepard. Chris Thompson. Yeah, Chris Thompson, and Sterling Shepard for Stephon Diggs. I might still do that. It's a good trade. Sterling Shepard's looking good right now, though. Yeah. He just dropped twenty seven the other day, so I'm thinking about that. Um, All right, next topic. Yeah, go for it. So in the off season, Antonio Brown <laughs> was a was a member of the Raiders. Comes in, gets released, then signs a one-year deal with the Patriots, comes in, I think plays one game, gets released. What's going on, guys? <laughs> what, is Antonio Brown just not meant for the NFL anymore? This man was cut from two teams in the span of 11 games. Like, what the hell is this? God, I, I've never met – I you know what? I think he – People are questioning his sanity. I think he has. I think he's sane. I think he's got like bipolar disorder or something. Because you know what this kind of reminds me of. Strangely enough, remember when Kanye went on that crazy rant? Yes. And then he started going he on was Twitter. Off his meds. Yeah, he was off his meds, and then it ended up like he ended up getting in a psych ward. I think Antonio Brown might have bipolar disorder because I've seen a lot of similarities between him and Kanye right now. Um, I know strange, strange parallels to look at, but that you know. Freezing your, uh, getting frostbite on your foot for being in a cryo, uh, cryo freeze, cryogenic uh, chamber. Yeah, cryogenic chamber. Yeah, it's therapy for type type thing. Got frostbite on his foot from that. They burned his foot. Uh, what was the next thing? Then he the shows helmet. Uh, no, well, first he shows up to practice or training camp in a blimp, which is in a blimp. Yeah, he showed up in a blimp. It, I, I'm assuming it was because of Hard Knocks. You I know, he was. If you've watched Hard Knocks this past season. He was the star of it, like without a doubt. It was all about Antonio Brown. He was the stud of the show. But it's hard not to be the star when you got so much controversy revolved around you. I mean, yeah, no kidding. Especially, you know, having all those problems in Pittsburgh too, even before he goes mm-hmm. to the Raiders, you know. Um, and on top of that, he Oh God, that there was that yeah, there was the helmet issue that you're talking about. Um and apparently he did that just to, you know, get a helmet deal from Zenith. Which he lost. <laughs> yeah, he lost, made some money off of that. Uh and then, then what happened? Then the like sexual harassment. No, before that, then there was the there was oh the, stuff. the he called the, the Raiders the Raiders owner a cracker or whatever. No, that was the GM. He called the, the GM, GM a cracker, and then mm. like sp- 
punted a football near his face. Yeah, I think he almost. I think he was really close to hitting him. I think that was a big problem. Yeah. Um, no, so he has a. And then said, "Find me for that." Oh yeah. yeah there and was then a he, fine and then he went on Twitter. And then he posted his fine. And he puts all his stuff on Twitter and Instagram talking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And then, then he got fined for that. And then he said, he apologized. And then a day later, he said, "Release me." <laughs> and so they released him. Then he wound up on the Patriots. Good and old. then we got the sexual assault yeah. accusation. Well, Basically the second one. Then. No, the first one. We got the first one the day he signed for the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. And the, the second one. The second one came. This weekend and yeah. he was released. Yeah, he, he was released on Friday. Yeah. He's got a history. I don't think. Do you know the whole story with the, the second girl? I haven't looked much into it. What it happened? Is, well, the story is wild. All right. Well, uh, spill, so spill the tea. She spill was tea. painting. Um, a, allegedly. This is the second allegation or the first one? So allegedly. Do you have the information on the um, on the text, the intimidating text he sent yes. to you? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Let's say all of it. Say all. Of it. I don't. I don't have the exact text, but um, so she was painting a mural for him in his house, and she claims he came out naked mm-hmm. with a towel over his over his dick. Allegedly. With and he was just standing there with his hand on his hips, like uh, talking to her. Like what's it called? Like um, like Red Hot Chili Peppers back on the day, socks yeah. on cocks. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. that. <laughs> and she said how like. She felt uncomfortable, and then, like, when she went and told somebody, he texted her, yo, my boy Eric's going to, like, come mess you up. Like, you shouldn't have done that, whatever. Allegedly. This was this was before <laughs> the other intimidating text that he sent this weekend. Now, did he send these intimidating texts to the same Yeah, it's the same person? chat. Yeah, it's or, the same chat. Right? Which text are you talking about? Uh, well, I, th- th- I think these it's the same the... girl, yeah. But oh, this okay. is, like, what he was saying in that text. Because she told... Some other guy, or because she told on the NFL, or she told the I NFL think she told that. the NFL. Okay, okay. So, I think if he didn't send those texts, he'd still be in the league. Probably. Yeah. I think that was the last straw for yeah. Belichick. You think based off just the text? You said? I think. Yeah, I think because he, he basically confirmed that he did something by being like, "Yo, yeah. look, my boys are gonna come mess you up. Like, you can't do that." Yeah, that's just so stupid. He's so stupid. Do you think he has any case well, in court at all? Um, well, it's a civil suit. Yeah, I've, I heard the second second civil person suit? didn't actually file any suit. Yeah, I heard she yeah. was just trying just, to show just to the NFL. What, really, what he did. The first suit oh, was the only one that okay. was actually filed. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. If it was just the NFL. <laughs> NFL doesn't give a crap. Well, yeah, but they cared enough. She to got get him out. kicked out of the league, pretty much. And yeah. then he retired. And then he started tweeting. And now he still. Thinks he has a claim to the guaranteed money. Yeah, the the forty uh, you can't million. Can't see the air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the air quotes over here. It's a lot of Francesco's putting up. Uh, he essentially said that he was tweeting that the NFL is some BS. He's going on forty million dollars guaranteed from two separate teams, thirty million from the Raiders and nine million from the uh, from the Patriots. That he was supposedly guaranteed money, but according to league rules, you have to be active or not was it, yeah you have to be active on your team for the week one roster in order to uh receive your guarantees for the raiders he was cut before also week one. didn't he have a clause in the raiders contract if he was suspended he wouldn't yeah. receive the money yeah that's why that's why he wasn't active yeah if he was suspended yeah. he wasn't going to get the money and so they were they were able to void his contract essentially and then because the way you know it was mostly incentive based on the um on the Patriots side, they were, you know, he only played one week, so he was able to get rid of that. But he's, um, I guess he's filing litigation with the NFLPA. Um, 
you know, that's that's what unions are for, though. But I guess, you know, he's being a real scumbag. He's also uh, back at school. I don't know if you saw the Instagram story. He went back to school. He's back in class. He posted a schedule. Interesting. I did not see some that. Interesting classes. Oh, and he also said um, he also posted on Twitter that uh, he will not be playing in the NFL any longer. And then he called out Big Ben when he had the case the with the girl, the sexual harassment or assault or whatever it was. He only got suspended four games, and that Robert Kraft got the rub and tug and didn't get oh any God. sort of punishment. He also called out Shannon Sharpie because he called oh, yeah, him out. Shannon Sharp. He called him out because he was going at him for all the sexual allegations when mm-hmm. he had his own sexual allegations on him. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I think what I see from Antonio Brown right now, story. he's he's trying to be the victim, and people have enabled him so far in his life that he's been able to play the victim his entire life, and look, I didn't play a lot of football growing up, but I did, I did play a little bit. I played for a couple years, and I've seen the the diva receiver is a thing. I there's there's no way to avoid it. I you know I was a backup quarterback, but I saw the diva receivers. The diva receivers were my friends. They're the best people. But I <laughs> I saw it. They're they're interested in their stats, and I can absolutely see how this monster was created because he's thinking that it's all about him. You know, if they don't get their way, they throw a temper a temper tantrum. Um, they'll yell at the quarterback. They'll yell at the coach. Uh, you know, these are some of the guys that are that are really emotional about the game, and that's something that a lot of sports fans really appreciate. But the fact of the matter is, like, they're not necessarily team players. Like, they they want themselves to be good, and they're it's a it's a little bit selfish, but that's that's what it is. And to control these guys' egos. You need to pretty much tell them everything's okay, and with and um, be like it's not your fault. And that's all that kind of stuff. And so with something like Antonio Brown, you know, he's always felt like if they're winning, it's because of him. If they're losing, it's, it's not his fault. Of someone else. Yeah, it's you know he's never been the blame at like anything in his professional career. Mm. And now that the blame is starting to finally come upon him, and he has completely screwed his NFL career. He doesn't know how to take it. It seems like he's do, trying to just take the Twitter and put all these quotes out trying to defend himself, but it's actually just digging him deeper it's, into this hole. It's backfiring. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's backfiring. He's it's just kinda, trying to play the victim. No yeah. one feels bad for you, dude. No yeah. one. No one's even looking towards you. I mean, no one really wants you at this point. To, like, I've seen the biggest Antonio Brown sympathizers on the face of the earth. Stephen A. Smith was protecting Antonio Brown's neck for the longest time after Ryan Clark said all this stuff about him. Stephen A. Smith was defending him, defending him, defending him. And then this stuff with the Raiders happens, this stuff with the Patriots happen. And he's like, you know what? This this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. This guy's this guy's being an idiot right now. And that's not exact words from Stephen A. Smith, obviously, but that that's just the point. That's how everyone feels right now. That's that's I see so many things like Antonio Clown. Like nobody nobody respects this guy anymore. He's making the uh, to, for lack of a better word, he's making the biggest ass of himself out of anyone I've seen in the National Football League. He makes Terrell Owens look like a team captain. He if he puts some of the effort into actually respecting the game instead of res- trying to get people to respect him, maybe the fans and the owners would actually listen. Well, to yeah, him. if he didn't have all this drama with him and just played football, he he in a few years he would have been like one of the best receivers of all time. He could have easily been. All he, statistically, he is the best receiver of art of this era. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With, without and, a doubt, hands down. Easily. Yeah, he's he was incredible. He led the league in receiving yards for so many years. He is such a talented receiver, and that's why people have enabled him to act this way for so long. 
I feel but, like that's very common in a lot a lot of different players in the NFL nowadays, or even any sport. What if you're good enough, they all of a sudden just suck you in? Well, that becomes a societal problem when you think about it, mm-hmm. because we as a society have have made talent so important. If you're if you're so talented, you can you can get away with almost anything. And so we have these players like Antonio Brown. And you, you can see it in Big Ben, too. I'm not saying he's not to blame. He's absolutely to blame. There's so many of these other people, these people with a lot of power who just feel like they can't do anything wrong. And then uh, and then they just get bailed out every time something bad happens to them. You know, you um, look at all the look at. All, I mean, I, I don't think we can. I, you know what? We can because he's got sexual assault claims on him now. Um, we can compare this to yeah allegations. Sorry, um, we can compare this to like Ray Rice. You know any any abuser that goes into the NFL, um, or Greg Hardy is a better example because he got cut after um, domestic violence and then he got signed by the Cowboys. Ray Rice didn't go back to an NFL team, but my point exactly. When you got this kind of talent, they professional sports essentially say that you know what it's okay that you act like this. You're still gonna have a job. Uh, that's a total problem just in professional sports. I mean, that can go. That can go basically with any sport. I mean, if you even look at basketball, if you compare it to Carmelo Anthony thinking he's hot shit and all these teams, and then he gets traded around, and now he's not even in the league. He's got no no players with him because no one's well, going to put Car- up with this Car- stuff. Carmelo Anthony didn't abuse I mean, a woman. That's true. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony's not in the same category, just I guess. You're right. Sh- just has a stripper for a baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not illegal. Maybe he didn't do anything illegal, but it seems like the attitude and the atmosphere around specific players can actually jeopardize their chances of playing, which wasn't possible even five years ago. But that's the thing. Carmelo's Carmelo's um, his talent has declined and he's it's made him not worth the um, all the hoopla to go about. We're still seeing someone in Antonio Brown who's, I think, arguably still in the prime of his career where it's even the Patriots are like, nah, dude. We're not gonna. We're not gonna put up with this. Bill and Belichick quits on you, then there no. So there's no more help. Yeah, who's who's gonna sign you if Belichick cuts you? If you're like you're too much of a problem for this, you can't handle being a patriot. Because you know who was a patriot? Aaron Hernandez was a patriot. <laughs> and Aaron Hernandez murdered someone. He, people. He killed people. <laughs> Come and on. himself. And, and himself. <laughs> and this guy was on the Patriots for longer than Antonio Brown. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, that could oh. really show what Antonio Brown is going through right now. Like Brady kisses his sons. Kraft gets rubbing tugs. Can we like. can we just can we just move on? Uh, <laughs> Randy Moss had all his problems. Randy Moss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> now it's just going on to like bad talking the Patriots or his team. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's let's go on to our next topic. Okay. So Baker Mayfield, garbage. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not really garbage, but would you say he's been overrated? I think, okay. We got to look at Baker Mayfield now. He's just completed his first 16 games in the NFL. He has a touchdown to interception ratio of 30 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards, which is really impressive for your first 16 games, I'll admit. The touchdown to interception ratio is alarming to me. 19 interceptions in 16 games is a little worrisome. Um, you know, I, I understand you're a rookie quarterback. And he's really slinging it. Um, and I'm hoping this is uh, this is more... I know he likes to be compared to Brett Favre. I'm hoping this is more Brett Favre in him than this is Eli Manning in him. Mm. You know, that's that's something that we can be afraid of. Because, you know, Baker, 
Baker's not the he's not the the biggest guy. He's not the best athlete. You know, uh, he's been the he's been the underdog his entire life, and now he's the first overall pick. He finally doesn't have to have the chip on his shoulder. Um, obviously, he still needs to play well. Um, I think the Browns have a lot of problems, but the buck doesn't stop at Baker Mayfield. They've they've got other stuff to fix. I think Baker has the opportunity. Look, right now, right now, Baker is overrated. We can't argue with that. The Browns coming into this offseason had Super Bowl aspirations. And I think realistically looking at that, you know, Freddie Kitchens himself said, you know, we're going for the Super Bowl. And realistically looking, I don't there's a lot of people. I mean, some people said that they could make the Super Bowl. Kellerman did. Of course, <laughs> Kellerman did. I'm gonna pick a fight with Max Kellerman every single day. Um and I saw a couple other people, you know, famous sports broadcasters say, you know what? I think the Browns have a shot at going to the Super Bowl. I don't see them winning their division or making the playoffs. Uh, I think they could go nine and seven optimistically. I think Baker Mayfield's a talented guy. He's got to work on cutting down on the interceptions, uh, but he's not a Super Bowl level quarterback yet. That's just unrealistic. Uh, I think it's definitely hard for someone to say he's not overrated because i mean if you're only averaging 16 points a game and you got the most dynamic offense in the league i mean you got to be you got to be best putting weapons up, in the league, yeah you yeah. got to be putting up like 30 35 points a game i mean other teams are doing that and they don't have the type of weapons that even baker mailfield has so it kind of does show what baker mailfield is capable of and what he's not of just kind of hits home me not being able to do that i think I've, I've seen that like so far i've seen that he's mistake prone but obviously i think this is partially problematic with um freddie kitchens I think, you know, first-time NFL head coach. I'm not going to say he's way in over his head, like a lot of people, a lot of sports pundits have been saying. I'm going to say that he is too much of a player's coach for an organization that cannot be player-coach friendly. This needs to be... If you look at the people on your team, you need to have a hard hand laying down on this team. When you have characters like when you have personalities like baker mayfield who's out there getting how many sponsorships and feeling dangerous in the morning <laughs> and you have odell beckham wearing watches to games yeah talk about diva receivers <laughs> i mean they're all on their team yeah jarvis landry uh jarvis landry isn't that bad i i like jarvis landry a lot um but even players on their defense man like this 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 team leads the league in penalties by a mile it's not True. even close. They do not have the discipline they need. So I'm not going to put all the blame on Baker Mayfield, but this this team's in for a rude awakening, and they're going to receive it in the next couple of weeks because they got a tough schedule ahead of them. Do you think they just need more time to gel because of the new head coach and everyone coming into the team? Maybe next year would be a better year for them? Or do you think it's it's just not going to work out? you think it's just not the right ratio of people? I don't know. Uh, you know what? I think the... I think that they they'll probably improve, you know, over the next couple of years. I think Freddie Kitchens will get his feet underground. A lot a lot of people are saying that I think I saw I know Coward said that he doesn't expect Kitchens to make it through the season. I think they'll give Kitchens through the season. You you got to realize too that the uh, the Browns traded away two offensive linemen for Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon traded away two separate offensive linemen. Their offensive line is in complete shambles. Once their offensive line starts getting together more throughout the season, they'll be better. But the thing is that right now they're not, and they don't look good. 
And yeah, that's, that, that's not going to help Baker Mayfield's decision-making. The fact that he's, you know, constantly being rushed. So that being that. Um, All right, then. Next up is Garner Mishu, the real deal. Gardner Minshew is an interesting character <laughs> coming out. Of, I think uh, I think he was born in Mississippi, um, played for Washington State Wazoo. Minshew, um, number number sixteen for Wazoo, coming in as a sixth round pick, backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are one and two right now, but he's thrown five touchdowns to one interception and has a seventy percent completion percentage, which I think is pretty impressive. Come, uh, you know, comes in for a injured Nick Foles who breaks his clavicle in the first half of Week One. Damn, Nick and has been he's been playing well. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Thanks for the answer. Some, some great hey, analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I I think a lot of what he is doing can be taken down as he's doing a great job. He's leading the team to whatever. I'm not sure if he's the one win the, with the one win he has. I mean, it was pretty good. Who was it against? I don't remember who he was playing this past week. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, I think a lot of it can be. It's a lot of hype right now. There's a lot of hype around him because of what he's been doing. But I'm not sure he can be considered the real deal just off three weeks. of. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. He's small. He's not that big. I don't know how athletic he is. But I, I just don't see him being that big. I'm not going to lie. You know who he reminds me of? I, it may be, maybe it's a mustache. The mustache does a lot for me. I like the mustache. The mustache, the mustache does a lot. But you know who he reminds me of? Reminds me of a like an inch taller Baker Mayfield. No, <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Um, but this is another guy with the chip on his shoulder. Um, he's a little bit taller, maybe not the, maybe not as fast as Baker Mayfield is. Uh, even though Baker Mayfield's not got blistering speed or anything like that, but he can move. He can move. Um, but he's been impressive, I'd say. You know, um, this is for a Jaguars team that doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons outside of Leonard Fournette. Our best receiver right now is DJ Chark. You guys ever heard of him? Never heard of that guy. Nope. I got Leonard Fournette on my football on my fantasy team, and he's not even doing that well. I got so. fan, I got Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team as well. Um, Chark, Chark has been, Chark has got a touchdown in the last three games, and he's like a top ten receiver in PPR leagues right now. Crazy enough, hmm. crazy enough. Um, but it's in part been to the play of Gardner Minshew, and Minshew's not throwing for a whole lot of yards, going crazy or anything, but he's playing well. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure if to say if he's the real deal yet, but. You know, the thing is, um, I've been impressed with how he's playing. Tennessee defense is no joke, and he's he played really well against them. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's keep moving on. Keep on keeping on. Okay. So, Cole, hmm. how are the Carolina Panthers doing? Carolina Panthers. Uh, it's it's been an interesting season for Carolina. Some real early struggles, losing to the Rams early mm-hmm. on this past week. So um, you would you describe it as problematic? Yeah, I'd say I'd say problematic, especially offensively. Um, what 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 about, what about their offense? <laughs> what what's you're trying you're trying to get these words out of me? I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, I think a, a big problem of their offense has been quarterback play. Outside of last week when they started Kyle Allen, Cam yeah. Newton has been a lot of people. Ex- I heard people before this season talking about Cam Newton being an MVP, MVP. candidate. and I've never saw that. Really? Uh, really? No, not this season. Definitely not going into this season. No, people were, people were like, everyone forgets that in 2015 he won the MVP. Yada, yada, yada. This guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. A lot's been, changed since 2015. A lot's changed, lot man. He's not as athletic. He's gotten more banged up. You know, I, I he yeah, he missed, um, uh, excluding 
this past week he missed four games in his career, but he's been playing hurt a lot. And when he plays hurt, he's not as well as when he plays healthy. And granted, when he plays healthy, he's not I mean, a consistent quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, if he's healthy, he's a weapon. I mean, running for sure. I mean, oh, you can't. Absolutely. There's no one stopping him running. Six six two fifty. Yeah, man. that's a big quarterback. That's a bulldozer. Yeah, that's not you, a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one's tackling that. It's ridiculous. That's why he was able to go over the top of defenses and do super cam. You know, like. It was ridiculous. He was an unbelievable, unbelievable physical specimen. But what he's learning right now is that style of play isn't sustainable in the National Football League. Not That's why you see all these mobile quarterbacks getting hurt. That's why Lamar Jackson has got to learn how to throw because you see these guys who he's throwing pretty well. I mean, right he's he's he's, I mean, he's definitely well picking now. it up. This. I mean, I think I heard a quote that he said he's trying to throw at least thirty passes a game. I think that's just like personal goal yeah i mean he worked on it but remember all the all the lamar jackson running back memes like he's not oh, a quarterback etc cetera, etc cetera. So he, he purposely didn't run the 40 because they were going to make him be a running back or a receiver if, they, if he tried to do that and you know good on him he was he played his cards really smart ended up at a fantastic organization but that's not the point he's he's the one who adapted you look at other quarterbacks i think the prime example for this is robert griffin the mm-hmm. third yeah with a very physical style of play tore his ACL, tried to become more of a pocket passer and just couldn't. You know, he just didn't have that passing ability. When he had that threat of being on his wheels, then, yeah, he was dangerous. But as a pure pocket passer, you know, he had a big arm, but he wasn't super accurate. Mm. See, with Colin Kaepernick, too, even though Colin, knock on wood, didn't get really injured, and he's out of the league right now. But when he was a dual-threat quarterback, they made it to the Super Bowl. He was incredible. Mm. But, you know, when you take away their wheels, then that's... That becomes a bigger problem. So a lot of it becomes like knowing when to slide. I think Russell Wilson is a is a great example of how to how to play quarterback as a mobile player. You gotta you gotta always be looking for that pass. You can't just be all right. I'm gonna run this. Um, Unless you're uh, Michael Vick and just well, Michael, Michael, Michael Vick has Vick's injury problems yeah. too. He had a lot of rib problems going yeah, into later in his career when he was playing for the Eagles. I, he was always injured. So I actually just saw a thing on, on Twitter earlier with Lamar Jackson. I think they had. Um, uh, Andrews open in the end zone and he was waving him off waving him to throw the ball and Lamar Jackson just threw his hands in the air and then continued to run I think he's got to definitely cut back on that if you got an open receiver downfield and you're available to throw you got to throw down throw the ball down the field yeah that's for sure and you just gotta as a quarterback you gotta not put your body on the line the NFL has made so many rules so that quarterbacks stay healthy because it's bad for the league when I think we experienced a bunch of years a couple years ago not a bunch of years maybe three years ago um when Aaron Rodgers was out for the season and so many other quarterbacks mm. were just hurt. And, oh, and that was the same year that Luck missed the entire season. Like, it was an awful year oh, for quarterback. Like, what, two years ago, I think? Two, two years ago. Yeah, I think so. I think so, my bad, yeah. Um, it's just an awful year for quarterback health. And they they changed all these rules. They made the new roughing the passer rule where you couldn't put your weight on the quarterback. They're, they're trying to protect you. You gotta you gotta take some responsibility to protect yourself and not just run at it run at them like a baboon, you know? Like <laughs> you can't you can't be complaining about getting hurt if you're actually out there running and getting yeah, trucked you're, by someone you're else. Putting yourself in danger. Stay and in look, pocket. Lamar Jackson has done a, a a great job at, you know, developing. I think he's really learned how to throw and he's worked mm-hmm. on his craft. But there there are other quarterbacks, Cam Newton in particular, where he his health has died too long on his incredible, like just his his health is his health has been good in the past and his his frame is so big he's such a strong guy and he was able to take such a beating for such a long time but as you get older you know those injuries harder to rehab takes more time to get back you lose your speed you just can't keep playing like that you got to develop your passing game and that's something cam hasn't been doing 
Um, and then we see Kyle Allen come in this past week. I believe he threw um, like 20 four? for 26. Four touchdowns. I think four, four touchdowns. Three or four did touchdowns. He, he didn't four rush any in, did he? I think he was four. No. Four passes. Zero touchdowns. interceptions. Played lights out. So Christian McCaffrey went off. That that oh, entire offense McCaffrey. was gelling. <laughs> you, think, you think Cam has any reason to be worried for when he comes back? You think this is going to have him get worried or maybe push him to go farther? I think if he if he comes back and lays an egg, I think the the Panthers as an organization are feeling are feeling happy with how they drafted in mm. Kyle Allen. See, he, he you know he looked promising. Granted, this is Arizona's defense, so true. I'm not you know that was the worst team in the league last year and might be the second worst team to the Dolphins this year. You know, depending on how Kyler Murray plays, because they haven't gotten a lot better. But I think I think Cam has has got to work on throwing the ball and. Um, he might only have like a couple years left in him if if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Mm-mm. To be fair, any time player can come back for another year is a miracle in the NFL. It's true. Yeah, but it's but what do you guys think? Is it is it is after this year is it time for the Panthers to move on from Cam Newton? I, I think it's too it's too rash to just kick him out right now. I think they got to at least give him a shot to reprove himself. I mean, maybe if this this quarterback will maybe push him more mentally to prepare more mm-hmm. and try to realize that he could lose his job i feel like before he was like i'm invincible i'm not going to lose my job so now that he's got some sort of competition it could push him to be better and it might actually play better for the carolina panthers i agree with that i mean <laughs> you, you look in you look at uh you look at how they played last year with cam man six and two to first eight games and finish the season eight and eight not not a good look i mean yeah, you got to finish the season. Got to be able to finish the season. You got to be able to. Cam needs to prove to the world why he was MVP that year. And if he doesn't, he's not going to be an NFL quarterback for a long time because the Panthers have a really talented team. And they should be in the playoffs every single year. I think. I think they have the most talented team in that division. Um. Yeah, even more talented than the Saints, and no one's really paying attention to them, and. They're just—they're not living up to that potential because Cam has been so inconsistent throughout his career. And that's it. Damn. All right then. Yeah. Recently, Cleveland Browns drove a play on fourth and nine. That yeah, was past yeah, last night. What made that so bad? What made that so bad <laughs> is they were down four on a game-winning drive, <laughs> and Freddie Kitchens. Did a halfback draw on fourth and nine. Like, what are you thinking? I could have called a better play than that. This is a more atrocious play, play calling, than not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. No, this is a worse call. This is a worse call. If Russell Wilson is your quarterback, (laughs) I trust him to throw the ball into the end zone on a slant. Yeah, they made a mistake, but yeah. maybe not a an inside slant. draw on fourth and nine. That's never gonna work in in they, a million years. It's never gonna I, work. I see so many times players like even if it's like third and twenty five, they're like, oh yeah, let's just run the ball. Like I mean, that's just not gonna get it done, and especially in the situation where you're fourth and nine. I mean, third and twenty nine. You know, there's there's instances where like I guess you can kind of catch them off guard, and maybe you're in field goal range and you're going for that. You're down by four. You need a touchdown, and it's fourth down. You're not gonna kick a field goal from here and you're running a draw i get it Nick and you Chubb have is, odell and and jarvis landry yeah, as your Nick wide receiver yeah. you have the two best wide receivers we've been just talking about this what are what are you thinking like i i don't even have a whole lot to say about this because it's so idiotic and 
this is the one instance where I understand people calling for Freddie Kitchen's job and saying he's mm-hmm. not going to make it past the season. If he does boneheaded stuff like that, yeah, he's not going to make it past the season. I trust him to be better than that because when he took over last year at the uh, after uh, Jackson got fired, they did really well. But but man, that's a that's a bad it's a bad look. That's a bad play call, man. <laughs> I like John Gruden could have made a better call than that. I don't know. I'll tell you what, man. Knock on wood if you're with me. A lot of wood knocking. Knock, knock. Uh, the Bills, 3-0, 0-3, what are they? They're 3-0. <laughs> Jesus 3-0. Might, as well, might as well be 0-3. <laughs> They're uh, first place in their division right now. Yeah, so uh, what were we thinking? Well, I mean, Super Bowl run? Or? <laughs> yeah, who did the Patriots play compared to who the Bills played? Well, the Patriots haven't played anyone tough either. They played the Steelers, the... Jets, Jets. And, the do- and the Dolphins and right? the Dolphins yeah oh, they murdered the Dolphins they, yeah. <laughs> murdered the Dolphins um, yeah but what were we thinking but then the Bills also played the Giants the Jets and the Bengals so not great hmm. so that doesn't mean the teams you know are equal I'll or... say this I'll say this people don't pay attention to um, what a good job the Buffalo Bills have done with um, coaching Jared Allen up I thought uh, sorry Jared Allen Josh Allen um I thought that Josh Allen was a really raw prospect coming out of this draft, out of the uh, draft for quarterbacks last year. And the Bills took him at 10 or so. And I was like, look, he's got a great arm. But, uh, you know, the thing is that I don't trust his accuracy. He threw for 58% from college. And to be a. I'm trying to think of the last. The last quarterback to throw 50% in college to be good was Matt Ryan. And that was mm-hmm. 11 years ago. And I mean, regardless of that, like he threw f- uh, 59%. I think he was really close to being a 60% thrower. And that's just over his career span. It wasn't even his last year. Matt Ryan's last year, I believe he threw like 62%. Regardless, his entire career at Wyoming, Josh Allen did not throw over 60% throwing the football. That's that's a big red flag for me. So that was something I was worried about for him coming out of the draft. Obviously, he still needs to work on that accuracy. But I've seen amazing strides for him playing for Buffalo. And look, I get that he beat the, who did we say? The the Jets, the Giants, and an Eli Manning Giants team. I understand that you beat. That makes sense to me. Uh, the Jets, when they still had Sam Darnold, and he made a great drive to win that game in MetLife. Um, game throwing, uh, game did winning touchdown. Did they have touchdown. Sam Darnold that game? Yeah, that was week one. They had him week one? They had Sam Darnold week one. That was before oh, it was that out. That makes it a little bit different oh, yeah, yeah. that they beat beat the Jets with Sam Darnold, I think. Yeah, I think that's a that's a much better team. Um, Page the Falk, and, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, Luke Falk. Uh, you know what? Darnold was playing well that game, too. They were off to a good start, but um, Buffalo fought back, and I that, I think that goes to show Josh Allen's you know resilience. Um, being able to make that game-winning drive uh, late in the game, throwing that, throwing that touchdown, you know, that's that's a big move. I don't care what NFL team that's against. That's a big move. So um, I respect it. And I think he's uh, developing into a quality quarterback. Um, do I think they're going to keep up this 3-0 streak? No. But I could see them being a wild card team in the AFC, considering how bad the Chargers look, considering how bad everyone in the AFC looks, um, Titans included. Browns don't Steelers. look like to be. Steelers are awful. Uh, yeah, the Steelers aren't doing those those year. second teams that could make it. I could see I could see it being the I could see the Chargers missing the playoffs and it being like the the Bills and the Jaguars in the playoffs at the wild card. With Gardner Minshew and Josh Ooh, Allen. That'd be that'd be fun. Amazing. That'd be crazy. They both get in there. Yeah. What do you guys think of the Bills this season so far? So, so the Bills. I mean, 
as I, as I followed the Bills in the past couple of years, I mean, they've always just been like, oh, yeah, it's the Bills. Like, great. They're not doing much. But, I mean, this year, they, at least they got some hope going into the beginning of the season. I, I can't remember the last time they had some hope going into the beginning, going 3-0. When was the last time they went 3-0? I mean, I have no idea. I can't remember for the Bills. Yeah, so, I mean, for them to have that type of confidence and have Josh Allen as their franchise quarterback, um, I think it's it's all up for here. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but maybe next year it'll even, even be be even a little bit better. I praise it, Sean McDermott, man. <laughs> Hell of a job. I think the good coach. thing is though they yeah they when was how they can put their eggs into the Josh Allen basket. Yeah, they, when was the last time the Bills have a quarterback? I don't think the Bills have had a good quarterback in our lifetime. Dude, they had Tyrod Taylor. He was horrible. Nay. No, Tyrod Taylor did. He was serviceable. What was he? How was he? He was good for like what? One season? They made the playoffs. A few games. A few games. Did they win any playoff games with him? No. Uh, they, but they made the playoffs. That's pretty good. That's good for, for the, the Bills. first time in like 20 years. Damn. So uh, I guess. And then who did they have exactly. before him? No one I can remember. I remember in the early, in the 2000s, they had J.P. Lossman. Right. Oh, yeah. They, they benched Tyrod for Nathan Peterman. Oh. And then he threw five interceptions against the Chargers. Woo. Like, woo, go Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, that's the Bills for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be interested to see what they do. I mean, I'm going to predict a 9-7 and seven record. I don't really see them doing much more than that. I think you were right with the wild card prediction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And if they do go to the wild card, they're losing. I mean, there's no way they're moving forward in the playoffs. I mean, depending on who wins their division, like... Uh, I mean the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to get a first round bye. Um, they could win a, a divisional game against the AFC South. Whoever wins the AFC South, Texans maybe, Jaguars maybe. Who knows? Regardless. Um, I'm gonna take it back one second. I just saw Rex Ryan called Baker Mayfield overrated as hell. Oh, interesting. Okay, now that's that's well, quite a topic. Action. But he was also starting Mark Sanchez, so that's true. I mean, Rex Rex, Rex, Ryan, Rex Ryan had some some good teams. I think we have to acknowledge. I'm not saying Rex Ryan was a bad coach because he had some good teams. He just didn't have a quarterback. I mean, he's definitely not considered a bad coach. I don't think. I mean, he just had a couple bad years where I think he got screwed over by his quarterback in multiple situations. And the Jets and the Bills. I mean, who's going to win with the Jets? I mean, so Jets the and Bills are playing the Patriots next. Bills are the Penguin Patriots. Oh, mm-hmm. two undefeated teams. All right. Should be good. And then uh, they have the Titans, you know? Dolphins. They, they could win both those games. Yeah, Titans and Dolphins. Those are some easier games. And they play the, the Eagles. If the Eagles get guys back, it could be tough. Then, like, the Redskins, the Browns, the Dolphins again, the Broncos. I mean, they got two wins against the Dolphins. We can get that. Yeah. We can just lock that down right now. <laughs> so we're at least getting four wins this year. But I mean, there's no way they're beating out the Patriots. I'm not comparing them to the Patriots in any way. There's just you just can't compare I those mean, two teams. They just don't have that kind of pedigree. Yeah, no, especially now with the pedigree. But I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with the Patriots throughout the whole season. Yeah, All right, fair enough. So the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> so the Falcons are uh, one and two. Looking stellar. Not looking <laughs> Falcons are not looking stellar. What is that? Falcons look god awful. I mean, they had even their game that they won, they shouldn't have won. They, they won, won because Carson Wentz got hurt and missed like half the game. Still won. They they look bad. And you know what? They're they're a couple years removed from a Super Bowl run. Matt Ryan won MVP of the league. Uh back when Kyle Shanahan was his coach. 
Man, I, I just – I don't know what's happening. With, I, I think it's time for a head coaching change. I think Dan Quinn will be out by the end of the year. And it's not because I don't like Dan Quinn. I thought Dan Quinn did a phenomenal job with this team and really turned the defense around. But, God, it, it, it looks like a team that – it looks like a team <laughs> that so lost depressed. hope. I'm really sad, so sad about this. I, you know what? I like Matt Ryan. I like the Falcons. I've seen what they can't do. And just for them to – implode like this since the Super Bowl has been really depressing. I mean, they have such good offensive weapons with Ridley and Jones and Devontae Freeman. I mean, feel like they should, Muhammad, I mean, exactly. All these, like, those are three solid wide receivers, and yeah, you've got a team. decent running back. I feel like they should be doing, at least putting up more points. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know much about their defense, so I can't really say for them. They but. had a really good young defense going into that Super Bowl year. Everyone was like, oh, the Falcons' defense is pretty good. You know, Keanu Neal. They had some pass rushers and um, Vic Beasley. Mm. I don't know. Keanu Neal's out for the season. He just went on season-ending injury reserve. <laughs> out. Yeah. No, it's a it's a rough season for the Atlanta Falcons. The Colts uh, quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. Is he a rookie this year? No. No, he's been in the league for two years under luck. So that's why they're still saying he was a year. Compete. He was a year under Brady. Oh, first yes. season. Really? Yes. And then two years under luck. I yes. picked him up off the waiver. He's, he has I'm seven excited touchdowns, about one interception this season. He's been, he's been playing well. I, I think the Colts actually can compete with him. I think people are not going to expect them, and I think they're just going to slide up into the, the rankings, and all of a sudden they might be they might win the division. I wouldn't be shocked. I guess I wouldn't be shocked either. They have a really good team this year. Um, I thought they were going to be contenders with Andrew Luck, but still, this is Jacoby Brissett. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett. They haven't played a whole lot of intimidating teams. I know they beat... Uh, no, they lost to the Chargers. I don't think he trusts anyone. <laughs> you said that Who, so do you much. Trust? Who do you trust? Cole? <laughs> Who do I trust? Quarterbacks I trust? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't even trust Philip Rivers anymore. Damn. Uh, Madden has Philip Rivers being the third best quarterback in the league. Everyone was just, hyping up Philip Rivers this year. I don't know what that was. He's, what he's, was that? Yeah, you saw that all over the place. <laughs> We're like, oh, Philip Rivers, the best co- quarterback in the league. To like, be what, fair, what? Cole has been hyping up Philip Rivers for about a year straight. Oh, geez. <laughs> he played great last season. He did do. He had a good year last season. If you listen sure. to the past recordings of the show, Philip Rivers mentioned like every single one. <laughs> he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. He's that's like, without a doubt. <laughs> two um, rings, baby. Two rings. Do you trust uh, Marcus Mariota? It's two defenses. Do I trust Marcus Mariota? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I do like Marcus Mariota. Ever I've been hearing a lot of people that want to get rid of Marcus Mariota, and I think they, they they need to give him more time. You think he needs more time to just gel with his offense a little bit more this year? Well, he's he's been injured so often, um, and I think when he you look at the one season where he was really healthy the whole season, and he threw he threw twenty six touchdowns and nine interceptions, and the the Titans offense played really really yeah. well. Um, that was back when they had like Rashard Matthews and guys like that, but. You know, since then, there's been a lot of changes. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys like Cam Newton that's got to stay healthy. But I know when Mariota is healthy that he can play well. I trust him as a passer. He's a more accurate thrower of the football than Cam Newton. I don't think he's the leader that Cam Newton is. There's been a lot of people saying he's not vocal in the locker room, but I think he's a he's a talented football player. He's got wheels. I know he can throw the football. I just, he's got to stay healthy. I mean, if he could stay healthy, I mean, I guess you're right. He could probably... You could probably lead this team to a little bit better. I don't know if they're going to be playoff contenders, even with the team. I mean, they got. I know they have Derrick Henry, mm. and I know that they've got a pretty decent offense. I'm not really quite sure what wide receivers they have. A.J. Brown and uh, yeah, A.J. Brown's a rookie this year, right? I've heard good things. Delaney about Walker. Yeah, so they've got they've got a couple people, but I think they're going to need to probably pick someone up this year, get a good draft pick to push them over the edge to actually put them in the playoff contention because even if they make the playoffs i think they're just gonna get knocked out in the first round you think it's time for them to move off mariota after this year i uh, 
I think if we give Mariota the rest of the year, and if I think he's got to get a playoff run, I think there's no way we can keep Mariota out there on the field, or at least not give it an opportunity to try to draft another quarterback this draft if he's not going for the playoffs or at least get winning a game in the playoffs. Hmm. That's. I, I kind of got lost. <laughs> your, your reasoning was too solid for Francesco to keep <laughs> yeah. up. Um, yeah, the fact of the matter is um, this is a really good quarterback draft coming up next year, um, so I can see them drafting a quarterback if Mario doesn't perform as to expectations. But I, I think all he's got to do is win a playoff game, and they're just going to be right on the Mariota bandwagon again. <laughs> I think Probably. they should be. I the, think they should the way be. fans are. It's easy. It's just easy. easy. That's all you got to do. One more weapon, you know? Yes. Yeah, I probably. Think right. I, think then he, I think he needs a better one, just solid wide receiver you yeah. can throw to, even if he's a number two on another Oh, he's got team. Corey Davis, too. They drafted him a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Fourth overall pick. All right. Hasn't been performing as well, but... Hmm. Yeah, they got Tannehill as a backup now, so he's, the pressure's on. Yeah, but are we really putting in Tannehill? Like, Tannehill's never done anything. There's a reason he's a backup again. Like, he was a starter. Yeah. So, but I mean, then again, he was playing with the Dolphins. I mean... Dolphins. The I mean, Dolphins. the Dolphins, when he was quarterback, weren't as bad as the Dolphins now. But I don't even know what they are really tanking this year. It's no, nah, they're just they're, they're, they're being their honest selves. <laughs> they're doing a full <laughs> on playing football. 76ers right now. It's they're trusting they're the process. Trusting the process. They're trusting the process a little is. too much. Yeah, that's funny. All right, well, I guess uh, god awful. I'm calling it a day. But yeah, thank you everyone for uh tuning in to run it back on this third season of the show we really appreciate all you us uh, sure. to Delaware um, <laughs> thanks for coming out yeah really thanks for coming out thanks for supporting us uh, t-shirts coming soon live from Dillington Delaware wow so for how you are and where you are always is a verb star we will see you next Monday stay in tune